my gosh, are we ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Hi, Carlene. Hi, Alma. How you doing? I'm delicious. You're always delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, it has been a pretty eventful week. Okay. I got a story. Okay. We haven't talked, so you don't have to tell me all about it. No. Oh, by the before oh, you even start oh, with your story, yeah. um, we have my cousin Bianca here. She just came into town, and we kind of like uh, <laughs> put her on the spot and said, "Hey, you want to come and be part of the podcast?" And she's like, "Sure." Hi. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's gonna be like that. That one. Willis is like, "Hi." What was that one? Oh my God! Fifth Element. Oh. I didn't see that. You oh, didn't when see they that? Give him the microphone? When they give him the he's like, hi. Like, say something. And he's like, hi. I have to be right on it. <laughs> we were just talking about this. You're going to have to lick it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you word that? Well, you have to be on the knob? You have to slob the knob. I would have shared mine. <laughs> you want to share it? I could share. Yeah, because hers is probably a little bit more it picks up. receptive mm-hmm. than mine is. We're going to do a doo-wop. Doo-wop, doo-wop. <laughs> That's how I feel. Okay, Carlene, tell us your story. Okay, so I am still a part of my ex-husband's family. Very friendly with them, obviously. They've been my family for over 30 years. So one of the siblings, Brian's sister, my ex-husband's sister, did Ancestry's DNA thing. Right. And it came back saying they have a niece nobody knew about. Really? Yes. Like close, because they give you the relationship status, right? It is a match. Yeah. So this woman starts emailing uh, Brian's sister and they communicate back and forth. But there are five brothers, two sisters. So now the task is which brother did the deed? Right. So there was investigation. Oh. Yeah, so her and I are kind of conversing back and forth, but she did all this work trying to figure out which which brother uh, had this beautiful woman and, um, well, baby. But she um, found out it was one of Brian's older brothers, and he lives in Florida. He has three children and some grandchildren, so it was a big surprise to him to was find out. Was it a surprise to her? Like. It, Okay, so this girl has been told her whole life that her dad didn't want anything to do with her and that uh, he, he knew about her and didn't want anything to do with her. Right. He never knew about her. And she was given a name of some Joe Schmo. It's not even the same person, you know, the same. Right. Anyway, so they find out. They do a DNA test to make sure we got the right brother. Right. It's a match. And they've been conversing, uh, FaceTime and messages and whatever, talking on the phone. And last weekend, I got to be a part of this amazing moment of she came to town. He came to town. We had a huge Higgins party. All the Higgins clan got together at Brian and his wife's house. Right. And we got to meet her. And she fits right in with all the Higgins. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it was her 39th birthday. Yeah. So it was a 39th birthday present. 
to meet uh, her dad for the first time. Oh, wow. That's and to amazing. find out that he just didn't know about her and he, she's very much wanted by all of us. Isn't it crazy the things that you find out on with the DNA stuff now? It's like so advanced. They've found the the murder in oh. California, the California. Yeah. What was it? What's his name? I don't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're talking. The old guy. Go- Golden the State murder. Yes. Is that what it was? Yes. Yes. Golden State killer. He yeah. got away with it for so long. I know. And they're they're trying to link more through familia DNA. Right. It's crazy. That's amazing. It was so good. And then we go further in the week, and I was worried that I was going to be even more late because Brian's mom and his stepdad have been having some health issues, and so we've been texting back and forth with she had hurt her arm and was in the hospital yesterday and then today he was in urgent care oh no yeah so that's just been kind of crazy but we had some good stuff happen that's that exciting yeah. you have to balance the good with the bad i guess it's pretty amazing hey you want to toast let's toast to that <laughs> cheers cheers what are we drinking today carlene what'd you bring me <laughs> some kool-aid some kool-aid it's the good kool-aid uh, apothic red Ooh. right yeah i can't read it. no glasses i'll read it although i'm not much better <laughs> i'm kind of blind 2016 apothic red uh winemakers blend california yummy yum delicious it is it's not like uh it's got a nice kind of a fruit it's got a fruity flavor but it's not overpowering for no, me i like it Pretty powerful, fruity. Yeah, Moscato's, yeah. You get pretty wasted. Well, we have a history with <laughs> some sweet that. wine. <laughs> We've done that here, too. Yeah. I guess we should get into it. you want to go first, or should I go first? Uh, I'll, oh, I haven't gone first yet. I know, you go first. I'll gladly okay. go. Okay, so I'm going to pull this back oh, for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's a little different. I hoping to find something more spooky i'm going to read it and then i'm going to give you an explanation and hopefully everybody will learn a little something from me today <laughs> i don't know we'll see. I, I like when we learn something that's my favorite yeah. part we'll see anyway i'm gonna just read it okay somebody coming through your wall um, it sounded that way <laughs> we have a full house so you might end up hearing tv in the background so or, or dogs barking or or Door somebody slamming. coming through the house. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It's it, not a ghost. It'll make this more spooky, I guess. Okay, so I did mine on the Crescent Hotel and Spa in Arkansas. Have you ever Ooh, heard of it? I think I... think I. Is it like the water? Was there something going yes. on with the water? I, okay, yeah. I okay, think. this place, if they haven't done a movie there, they should. It is a gorgeous hotel. I wish we could do one from there because it was just the most beautiful hotel I've ever seen. And it uh, was built in 18, another 1800s. We get the good stories from the 1800s. Like yeah. all the ghosts are from the 1800s. All the good ghosts mm-hmm. came from the 1800s. They don't make them like There's they did anymore. <laughs> yeah. like. Some twisted shit. Well, and that, you know, you t- died from childbirth or consumption or. Or weird. Sh- oh my God. Wait till you hear what this. Okay. This was crazy. In the beginning, it's not so crazy, but it gets kind of twisted. Okay. So in 1886, the hotel was built 
deep in the Appalachian Mountains in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yeehaw! Yep. You know, I totally was picturing a bunch of toothless. (laughs) 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 With, like, their toes poking out of their shoes and their... Whatever. (laughs) But the reality is, I didn't know this. Um, I'll probably skip through, but let's just do Carlene. Okay. The Indians occupied that land. Did you? Oh, of course. I don't remember that part. I don't. I just didn't know they were in the. But it just seems like every good ghost story or hotel or haunting like has some sort of Indian backstory. Yes. Always building stuff on Indian graveyards. I just never pictured Indians being in the Appalachia. Well, yeah, because there were oh, of, there's a lot of tribes back east. Are they? Yeah. I need to do some history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the West. Okay. It was a result of the rediscovery of an ancient Indian healing spring. Many people received unexplained healing from the spring's In 1879, it was occupied by the Hopi Indians. And the many, somebody's going to come through that wall. (laughs) It really sounds like it. It does. Oh, and many other people followed. So it basically, like, was at one point getting, like, one to 200 people a day. Wow. Wow. And it it just became so populated. Um, I'll get to that. Okay. Because of the, oh, right now. Because of the rapid growth, <laughs> I forgot what I wrote. Because of the rapid growth, people couldn't keep up. So a wealthy man named Powell Clayton developed an upscale health resort. He organized the town, brought in the railroad, and all the... Oh, and he attracted... Okay, so he brought in the railroad, and he started doing a lot of building, because before it was just like shacks, and people just coming for the water and building their own little tent type cities so when he came in he built the hotel he built uh, brought in the railroad but then he started bringing in all his wealthy friends and more wealthy clientele oh so he kind of made it more prestigious but it didn't really last for long i guess anyway (laughs) sweaty balls <laughs> we don't know what to say. We'll just say shorty balls. Shorty balls. <laughs> we'll just sprinkle. We'll just sprinkle that in randomly. Shorty <laughs> balls with sprinkles. Mm, I like shorty balls with sprinkles. <laughs> I like to kind of let them melt in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> oh. were doing the building on this hotel there was a irish mason very good looking young man 18 years old who was working on the third floor um that they were doing um the walls are like three feet thick wow i know that's a lot that's who this guy was you wish some of these hotels now had three feet between you and the next room, you can usually, honestly, like, especially in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but think this thing's going to stand for a long time because it's uh, probably very built very well. Well, yeah, three foot wall or three foot <laughs> thick walls. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so this 
really good looking 18 year old Irish guy um, was a lazy la- lazy man he was a lazy man he was a ladies man oh, okay. <laughs> he was a lazy lady man he was a lazy lady man ladies man god uh, we haven't even started I'm gonna take a swim Arlene is never going first again <laughs> Anyway, he was um, working on the third floor, I believe, and there was a pretty gal down below that he was catcalling and trying to get her attention, waving his Because that always works, right? I guess. (laughs) Yeah, well, of course. Now we just flip them off. This is what's funny, and I can't picture it, but they had said, I would die for a cat call at this point (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like oh thank you (laughs) me (laughs) anyway um they say he's like jumping up and down and waving his arms which i kind of find hard to believe if he's that high up and working i don't know i think he's a daredevil well maybe sometimes they're showing off he could have been i think he probably was waving his arms around and being stupid oh this isn't gonna end well is it he fell uh. he landed on a beam which is now room 218 is where the beam is and they say 218 is like one of the most sought out rooms okay. in the hotel but it's one of the most haunted rooms in the oh. hotel but if you're a man you probably aren't going to get much action in that room because Michael, even in the afterlife, still likes the ladies. Oh. Right? So he's going to, like, if a couple comes to the room, he's going to mess with the man or he's going to mess he, with the lady? He's going to mess with the lady. But I'm not talking about fondling. Right, lady, right, right. <laughs> he's just going to make it hard for them to get together, right? I mean, yeah. well, like when they're doing ghost hunting stories, if men go in there, they won't get in any ghost signs. Mm-hmm. But if a woman goes in there... They will. He'll make himself known. Yeah, he likes to open and close the bathroom door. He likes to get this. They say he reaches out for people through the mirror, through the bathroom mirror. That would creep me out. Yeah, and you see it. You you like. People see it. Yeah, I don't like that. That's what they say. That sounds like a movie. It does. When it comes to mirrors, like mirrors freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I've had to, when I've cleansed people's houses, a lot of times I've saged. (laughs) Did you hear her snoring? (laughs) 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 We have Shorty in here, of course, under the table. She's our guest. (laughs) Our fourth guest. Yes. But I've had to sage people's house. When I sage people's houses or do clearings, I've had to work on some of their mirrors. I don't know if we talked about this with the whole Bloody Mary thing with the Queen Mary. Right. Yeah, we did. But yeah, I've had to like close. Because people do those kind of things with the mm-hmm. mirror. Like, it's almost like Ouija board. So you've made that thing right. an instrument oh. almost. Yeah. And you can. You can call spirit. There are even books that tell people how to call loved ones or to see loved ones through a mirror. I don't recommend it. There's I've, a lot of superstitions about mirrors. Yeah. Um, like people to cover would, them. Yeah. They used to cover them when somebody died mm-hmm. or, yeah. Or take them down all the way. Yeah. Because they'd say they're portals, but, uh, you know, they kind of are. Bianca's looking around. (laughs) She's like, there's no mirrors in there. She goes to the bathroom tonight. She's going to be all creeped out. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll put yeah. a candle in there for you. Okay. That'll make it better. <laughs> my my favorite thing is when I'm doing a reading and I'll be like, hold on, I have to go use the restroom. And I come back out and I'm like, okay, so while I was in the restroom, they said this. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> like my wine almost came through my nose. <laughs> Anybody that tells you you get privacy from spirit is lying. I I've been in the middle of some nasty and been interrupted by spirit. Oh my, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> and I'm like, can you go away? You are totally a mood. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm in the middle of something. Come back I need later. Some privacy. Just ten more minutes. <laughs> Or one, depending on yeah. who you're with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bent over a counter and spirits flying around. Listen. No. Really quick. I try and tell people all the time, you know, it's just, if you ask for it, they oblige you, but. Be careful. Listen, when you're naked in your bedroom, you're not alone. Hmm. Just something to I'll think just re- about. I'll just remember that the next time we're making whoopee. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> like. You and Albert are in there, and spirits sitting there with popcorn. Wow, that's a new move. I haven't seen that one before. Oh my god! Spanker, spanker! I'm dead. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let's have another drink. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, is that all he does? So, yeah, I mean, he does the typical things like turns on the water, touches people. You can hear. I think people have reported hearing chatter and they have uh, one one person. They were I don't know what made them want to video, but they videoed after they were awoken mm-hmm. by the bathroom door or something coming open. And I guess the actually they were awoken by it was a mother and daughter and the mother was awoken by the daughter screaming and like talking in her sleep yeah yeah like she was having a night terror okay that's freaky right so we can add strange dreams to that kind of crazy yeah i don't like that (laughs) i know when they come to you in your dreams that's mm. well i mean we like it when they come to us if it's a loved one and they come to us yeah but nothing freaky not to scare you in your dream feels no all right, so uh, I think I skipped all that. <laughs> I like when I write because then I remember right. and I don't really need to go off my little thing. I just like it for the dates. Okay, in 1908, 1924, the hotel became a conservatory for young women. And again, in 1930, 1934. I like this one because it kind of brings it into more close to date right does that make sense it's not like everything in the 1800s where it's a little this is a little more relatable a lullable <laughs> inflatable debatable relatable. it is relatable mm-hmm. yeah i can relate to uh, a conservatory i once went to one no i'm just kidding <laughs> all right um you oh, said this okay. was in the 30s? Yeah, this the the when it closed was around 1934 for this conservatory. And then they say this is when tragedy struck. But really tragedy struck with Michael. This is when tragedy strikes again. A young woman, oh, sorry, I'm hitting you now. 
A young woman fell over the side of her balcony. It was, okay, forget about it. A young woman (laughs) fell over the side. I can't read my own shit. So a a woman fell over the side of the balcony. And when they did an autopsy, they discovered she was pregnant. Oh. And, and, you know, this is an all-girls school. And they are heavily supervised by chaperones. And so. So when did that happen? A teacher? hmm? Oh, I don't. A ghost. It was Michael. <laughs> no. Way. no. Oh, I was like, no. way. I, if I put that out on the internet, it would take off yeah. like crazy. <laughs> she got pregnant by Michael the ghost. Anyway, no, no, I, nobody knows. Nobody. That mystery was never solved. So they don't. They. It can't be understood because their supervision was so strict yeah so it was like a big scandal um a scandal to the school and for this girl and you know forget the young thing died i wonder if she was pushed yeah because now they say people oh it was like 10 30 at night and so now people claim to see at 10 30 at night like a mist with like a figure in it an apparition of somebody and then they also some will see a man at the bottom waving really oh so she is was it waving like the at dad? somebody is he he's waving at her falling i guess oh my god okay that that's sense. weird that makes sense to me but it's weird is that the baby daddy or is that the guy that pushed her or maybe she was just leaning over to see him or say hi and then she just fell she over fell? Yeah. Maybe. Or somebody found out she was pregnant and we're like, we can't have that. Or maybe the real baby daddy pushed her because he was a teacher. Yeah. She probably, she could have been raped. Yeah. That's scary. Anything. Weird. Crazy stuff. There was no Me Too back then. Right. Well, and it's barely helping now. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. I gotta take a little sidebar for a second. Okay. Do you ever watch Court TV is back? I'm like really invested right now <laughs> in this trial about this NFL football player, Kellen something. I don't know his name. See, I'm so invested. I even know not his name. <laughs> but it's insane how like these girls, these women are coming forward. There's um, it's almost like there's no denial that he had sex with some of them. Some are people that are saying that he flashed them or that he was jerking off at the club, at the, the gym. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, um, so he's just there, like, lifting weights, jerking off? Like, and, like in the jacuzzi. Oh. Ew. And, yeah. And then, <laughs> why wouldn't you get out then? Why are you sitting there watching it? Yeah, if it's exactly. bothering you, get out. Like, see, First stuff of like- all... If somebody's jerking off in the in the jacuzzi, I'm getting out because I don't want their schmush <laughs> the all over me. Yeah. Yes. Ew. Ew. <laughs> but why do it, that's that kind of stuff doesn't make sense to me. Right. Like the way she was describing it's an elderly lady and she's describing I'm thinking, well you sat there long enough and watched them. Why didn't you just get out? That's ridiculous to me. But anyway, and a lot of people, they're thinking that because they know he's a NFL football player, it's all about a money grab. Right. And at first, like I heard the first woman, they call them all Jane Doe's because they don't want their names out there. And it's in Encinitas where I used to work in Encinitas. 
And so I'm picturing all these places. And like the first one, Jane Doe one, her testimony was ridiculous. Didn't make sense what she said. So Jane Doe two gets on and you're like, oh, I kind of believe her. Hmm. But I don't believe one. So I wonder if like Jane Doe two was talking to Jane Doe one and Jane Doe one was like, I want in on that. And then Jane Doe three is from when they were 17 years old. Seriously? And she's just coming forward to say that it happened. And yeah, after she saw that he was arrested, she decided to come forward. Right. And she cries through her whole testimony. And I I believed her. But then some stuff didn't jive. And then you have the, the elderly neighbor that says he was biking and got off his bike and was talking to her and then flashed him, flashed his pee-pee to her. <laughs> And the elderly then, neighbor? Yeah. Like an Asian woman who's, like, you know, they're all like 50s and then all the way to like 75. Oh, okay. And then there's the woman at the gym who says she sat in the hot tub and watched him yank off. But that doesn't make, why are you sitting there watching him yank off? Why didn't you go inside your house? I don't get it. Anyway, so then there's times I was like, oh, wow, okay, maybe I do believe what happened and he's a dirtbag. But then I'd hear the the commentators talk uh-huh. and some were like in my position, kind of on the fence. And then you'd get one that would be like, nope, nope, this was too planned out and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I, I'm so on the fence. Well, the they've been deliberating. The jury's been deliberating for like four or five days now. And I'm, I don't blame them. This is not open and shut. And there's so many different charges. There's like 13 charges against oh, wow. this guy. And like, if it's indecent exposure, you got to let that go. Right. If it's rape, that's a little more, yeah. you know, you yeah. can't let that one go. Nope. But yeah, it's crazy. This guy is going through, if he did it, he deserves to be going through hell. If he didn't do it, it's, it's a tricky case. Yeah. That's... I don't remember why I brought that. Oh, because we were talking about the whole, yeah, what happened to her, maybe. This girl falling out of... Yeah. Okay, I'll get back to my story. Anyway, not much really happens with that. Just an apparition that people see. Okay, now here's where... Okay. So, in 1937, a millionaire, banker, investor, and radio broadcaster by the name of Norman Baker, who I kept in my head calling him Norman Bates. <laughs> when you said <laughs> that, that, like, I, I wanted to complete your sentence and say Bates. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were already Bay. Right? And then there was some ghost hunter people, and the guy actually called him Norman Bates, and I was like, I'm not alone. <laughs> He's crazy enough, so you want to call him Norman Bates. Um, this is the part I remember because I remember watching like I don't know if it was Ghost Hunters or yes Ghost, Ghost Adventures or one of them, mm-hmm. and they did the they were at the springs and this is the part I remember the whole yeah because this is the most exciting part yeah I'll probably steal all that excitement away from you away from you but <laughs> it's okay I'm gonna go with it okay um, okay okay so he bought the hotel and turned it into a hospital and health resort Norman Baker was. A man of many promises. He bought the hotel and he he thought that 
sick people needed a happy place to heal. So he redecorated the whole inside like a circus. Okay. All right. Right away, that's a turn off for me. <laughs> well, we are not <laughs> no, no clowns for me. He is a cuckoo. Can you see? Your dog is like kept pawing you, like trying to get your attention, yeah. like pet me. Love me. Oh, it's so pet sweet. Me. Let me out. I think that's. Oh, and then looking at me, like, see what she's doing. Are you jealous? Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you what happened because okay. who cares about what I wrote? It only took me days to write everything. No. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he, this guy was so rich and I'm, uh, I'm picturing somebody who is very cocky and just thinks he can do whatever he wants because he decides that he's going to make, he makes like a million flyers and it's promising that if people come to his hospital, that he can cure them of cancer. And so he he does he fills up his hotel with people and i mean if you have a family member that has cancer you will do just about anything yeah. to oh, get yeah. them well and so people were flocking to this hospital for his concoction which it, it was at one point i did read something of what they were describing what it was but basically it's a an a liquid that he would inject into them and nobody was healed almost everybody that went in didn't come out and then he would cut out certain parts of their organs so he was practicing like a physician but he wasn't a physician and he was smart enough to never claim he was a physician weird that's just but he did surgeries and he injected people with these injections and he made all these promises just like a doctor and so yeah he was cutting out their organs and he had jars all over so down below is like where they did all the autopsies and the morgue and everything was and he has they he had jars of organs all down there and at one point he had a magazine also and he took a picture had them take a picture of all the organs that he had in jars and it and he has that it um um, that's his proof that he cures cancer. I don't know how. How, how would that constitute proof? Have, obviously, somebody died. <laughs> for him they're obviously not alive. Unless they're, they're, <laughs> I have no idea. I thought the same thing. How does that prove? That they proves so that you chop people up. Yeah, they, that's true. Especially you know, back then. Totally gullible. They're still still yeah. pretty gullible but I, well back then I it mean, was, he was a snake oil salesman whatever they called them back then he was very good looking and i guess he could be pretty charming too and he's a socialite like he knew how to arm the pants off of people some people just have that they have that uh mm-hmm. charisma that charisma to to draw people in and make them believe whatever they're saying yep okay so here's a karma for you okay he died. Let me see when he died. 1958. Of Hopefully, not a oh. cancer. Yes, oh good. Liver cancer. I was like, please tell me he didn't die peacefully in his bed. <laughs> no, he died in his sleep. Karma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So um, people say so on the third, no, fourth floor, no, third floor third floor there's a honeymoon suite that they have now it's a honeymoon suite but the third floor was like the nurses quarters 
people report hearing a squeaky wheel and then seeing a nurse pushing a gurney with a corpse on it. Oh. Yeah. Straight out of Silent Hill. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. That one, it's pretty gross. Pretty oh, gory. Okay. Pretty spooky. No. But, so people, I, of course, went and watched people on like YouTube and you know, watch their little ghost findings. And I'm just going to say, just because this kind of weird stuff happened or just because it's an old building, just because it's an old building, yeehaw. (laughs) You sound like granny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jethro. Anyway. (laughs) Well, let me back up. People were taking pictures and they're like, oh, there's an orb. There's, oh, you see that one? That could be dust. There's more orbs. It doesn't matter where you take pictures. You're going to find orbs because our loved ones are all around us. There's spirit everywhere. Everywhere. It doesn't matter. Outside, if you go outside, you're going to find hundreds. So they're everywhere. They, it's almost like coexisting with us. They just right. tolerate us. <laughs> But it was cracking me up. They're like, oh, there's one. There's one. Did you see that one? And then like a crowd of people are walking and they're videotaping. And they're like, did you see that one? Did you see that? Oh, that's the little girl. Because they say a little girl fell off the... those Between the, the banister. I mean, I hate them all, but when it's a little girl, it's a little boy, infant. Yeah. She was playing with her toys, and you know, the banisters aren't like they are now, and they're wider, and she wasn't being well supervised, and she fell to her death. So people claim that they see her, and so they're videoing, and I'm like, anywhere you go, if there's a crowd of people walking, you're going to see spirit flying all over the place if you have your video going so i i can debunk that but i will say nobody was saying anything about our guest once in yeah nobody was saying anything about negative spirit like it all felt very friendly and even in the spooky area the morgue area right they had the emf finders and stuff like that that they put on the cement and they'd ask quite there wasn't a lot of activity but even the activity that they got wasn't like the queen mary right no that one was negative right that was negative but it was more just like a coexisting kind of activity or it it was um like a even michael he's friendly he's just playing you know opening closing doors and just being not he's interacting and like oh even downstairs like they would get like a thunk like somebody like are you here with us thunk thunk you know get letting them know but honestly i would i would kept saying like that place is no more haunted than my house like that kind of stuff happens at my own house and it's angelic energy (laughs) oh and like they were you know how i tell told you in previous episodes like um trying to record a voice right and when you're asking yeah they couldn't get from what i recall and the ones that i saw they couldn't get some a a voice like an actual voice on a recorder yeah so to me that means that they're on a another a decent place yeah because if they got the voice like on the queen mary (laughs) or uh where was it where did they get the voice was it Del Coronado that they were hearing something or the Queen Mary? Or no, the Whaley House. It oh, was the Whaley, Whaley House. House. Yes. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Have is... you been there? No. Oh, that is a... She, like she, I love that away. place. Is yeah. it? Where do you live? I live in like... If I say Mentone is really... 
But um, I live in like. Ah. Yeah. Not picking you up. Oh. <laughs> that, <laughs> so, that whole so like that line like was her. No, uh, I live in Mentone, but I live in San Bernardino. Whaley House is about I don't know maybe six seven hours or about six hours away from us, closer to San Jose. So I bet no, that's like on my. Oh on no, I'm thinking list. the Winchester House. Oh, yeah. Win- yeah, Winchester. No, I'm totally thinking. No, sorry, it's like two hours. Away. See, yeah, yeah no, more. I'm. Where's the Whaley House? It's in downtown San Diego. Okay, yeah. See, I've had way too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Winchester W's. No, uh, no, I have not been to the Whaley House. Maybe we could all do it together. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. We're talking about going to the Queen Mary. Oh my god. Yes. I think we need to hit. I think we could hit a couple on a weekend. You think so? Yeah. And, well, yeah, in California, we'll just go up the They're coast. far, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's what I wanted to say is like, you're going to find, I don't call them orbs. I call them energies because I don't want to be called an orb when I'm an energy. Yeah. And so, uh, and I wasn't getting any eerie feelings when I was watching any of the videos. Like the Queen Mary, I was getting creeped out feelings but it didn't seem it i would go there and sleep perfectly fine and have conversations with those spirit energies and have not a problem with it what you're saying is let's go to the crescent hotel i wouldn't have a problem with that (laughs) (laughs) let's check that one we'll put that one on our list too hold on so pretty, pretty much all the ones <laughs> our, I've done, our, I want to visit. Yeah, our long list of... <laughs> so her and I are talking about going um, to... Well, the first one we want to do is the San Carlos here in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Uh, it's supposed to be notoriously haunted. So that's that's one we're going to check out first. And we're going to put that on our Patreon. So it's in yep. the works. Yeah. Let me uh, go. We'll, we'll let you guys know. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. That's it. And I almost didn't do it because I was like, mm, there's not much to this one. But I think it's important to show both. Like creepy scary lots of ghosts and and you know just because it's old and people died there doesn't mean it's going to be super active right good to have both well it sounds like there is a lot of activity there it's just not negative right it's not scary and just yeah just because there is activity doesn't mean it's scary right like I always tell the kids, when, if I have to have somebody watch my cat or something, they're like, oh, I'm afraid. And I'm like, you are so much more protected in my house than anywhere else. Because there's all this beautiful angelic protection. So, peace. <laughs> I can attest to that. Well, my story. Have you ever heard of Nanny Doss? No. A.K.A. the Giggling Granny. A.K.A. the Lonely Hearts Killer aka the black widow and also the lady bluebird which i never was with the research i was doing i i was never quite clear as to why they called her lady bluebeard this is a little weird i didn't even <laughs> like when you told me what you were going to do it on like sometimes i'll just take a quick peek right to do you know but i didn't so i have no idea okay well you're in for a surprise can you do it like this why me too <laughs> <laughs> See, aren't we fun? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I can attest to the fact that we all have those family members that we want to steer clear from. You keep them at arm's length or further. Further. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a few of those. Nanny Doss was one of those relatives, even worse than that, that you just didn't want her anywhere near your vicinity because you'll find out. Born Nancy Hazel on November 4th, 1905 to a 
farm family in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Born to Jim and Louisa Hazel, they kept their kids home from school regularly to tend to the family farm, and her performance in school would suffer because, I mean, it was more important for them to do their chores on the farm than to actually go to school. Because that was their living, right? Right. So, back then. So then when she's seven, she suffers a head injury um, riding on a train, and this will prove to be a game changer in her life because, um, well, you'll find out. Anyways, <laughs> and also there are studies that link, t- I'm sorry, I-, I always like to say it's the wine, but that's that's not wine, that's brain fart. Sweaty balls. Sweaty <laughs> balls. <laughs> We're going to sweaty ball it right now. Because sweaty balls. Um so just as a side note, there's studies that link childhood head injuries to acquired sociopathy, sociopathy. I don't know. Okay. How do you say that? How do you say that? Sociopathy. Okay. And there are more than a few serial killers um, that sustain injuries as children, among other traumas. So there's like these studies out there. There's all kinds of arguments against it, for it, whatever, but it's just but it's out there. Um, and the only reason I bring that up is because it kind of gets mentioned over and over in some of the articles that I read and some of the YouTube videos that I was watching. So I'll just throw that out there. That would be fun to do a little research on. On head and... Yeah, I think it was the like connection. the frontal lobe. Like she, oh. she like, I guess the, grain, the train like stopped or jerked and she hit her head on a metal bar. And like she suffered headaches and well, she suffered horribly after this because of that head injury and even she herself personally personally blames like all her crazy behavior on her head injury as well mm. so yeah seems convenient right but there is a study out there so just letting you know and like i said she suffered suffered severe headaches blackouts and depression from a young age she had a penchant for romance magazines and later novels and romance movies she was just like always had her head in the clouds as far as romance went annie's father jim hazel was strict or protective um, but apparently to the extreme, forbidding her or her sisters from wearing makeup or attractive clothing or going to dances or social events. And to me, I'm like thinking that sounds like my dad, but yeah. I guess it was like it was pretty extreme and he was kind of abusive, according to some stories. So um, and he did all this to keep them from being molested. And apparently there was, she was molested a couple of times. What? Yeah. So so head injury molestation abuse right like all those things that go into trauma um creating a serial killer um all right so let's get to husband number one she meets uh, and marries charlie bragg who was a co-worker at the linen factory at age at the age of 16 which i guess is not uncommon Uh, for that time nope i mean i think they were getting married even younger than that right yeah and her parent was her dad was like trying to push her into marriage so And I guess they, they had a courtship that lasted several months, and then they finally get married. Apparently, Bragg uh, had a very controlling mother that lives with them. Mm. And Nanny's not fond of her at all. Here's a quote from Nanny. It says, I married as my father wished in 1921 to a boy I only knowed about <laughs> four or five months who had no family. Only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we were married. She never seen anything wrong with what she done (laughs) 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 i can't help (laughs) 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 but she would take spells 
She would not let my own mother stay all night. Okay. Wow. That was Nanny. Between 1923 and 1921, they would ha- have four children. So oh she was gosh. constantly pregnant for like three and a half years. Um, she became a heavy drinker and a smoker during this time. It wasn't frowned upon to do either, I guess, when you back then. You could smoke all you wanted and drink all you wanted. But I guess to the point, like her drinking was like to the point of addiction. Um, they both suspected each other of infidelity. They were unhappy and probably they suspected each other of infidelity because they were both fucking around. And then Bragg would disappear for days at a time. Oh, and leave her without those kids. Yeah. And her ma- mother-in-law. And his, yeah. Her oh, controlling Jesus mother-in-law. Help her. In 1927, the couple would lose both of their daughters to suspected food poisoning, quote unquote, quote fingers, um, <laughs> just months apart, but Nanny would could offer no explanation. Each child had seeming was seemingly healthy when Charles left for work, but they cried at his leaving and died in convulsions not long after breakfast. Each of them, what days apart, two of the daughters. What the heck is happening in that house? Okay, it's somebody just was poisoned. getting started. Yes, I know it. <laughs> I know it. All right. So then apparently Bragg, who was a little frightened of his wife um, due to her temper, Mm -hmm. he was also suspicious. The small insurance payments eased the pain, but Bragg's suspicions of his wife grew. One afternoon, (laughs) he takes his oldest daughter in jets. He's like, I'm out of here. Bye. And he leaves her there with the youngest daughter. I was going to say, there's still another one. He just leaves that one? Pretty much the baby. Probably Mm -hmm. because he figured he couldn't handle the baby but oh. if you suspect that your wife has poisoned your other two daughters <laughs> take them all, take them all. <laughs> um and he leaves her there with his mom i was gonna say and the mom yeah. he leaves his mom there yeah um, he doesn't care for his mom that, much <laughs> surprisingly um the mom the mom ends up uh passing away of course uh not too long after this um, one afternoon, okay, yeah. So one afternoon, he takes the oldest living child, Melvina, and leaves town. So just remember Melvina. Um, let's just call him the lucky husband because he's the one that got away. <laughs> Is that what they mean when they say that? <laughs> Are you he's the stuff? one that got away. Yeah, he's the one that got away. <laughs> All right. So then she meets and marries Frank Harrelson. And when she moves to see, okay, when she moves to Cedar Town, Georgia, and they meet through the Lonely Hearts column, which is one of her favorite columns to read because she's, you know, loves these romance. Like I told you, she's got her head in the clouds. Um, despite the abuse, the marriage lasts 16 years until 1945. Florine was who was barely two years old when Harrelson and Nanny hit the road. Um, they leave her alone. This is at the beginning of their courtship and when they first get married. They leave her alone in the, an abandoned house. Neighbors manage to track down Charles Bragg and he comes for the child. But Nanny would not see her daughter again for nine years. And she also likely killed her own newborn granddaughter a few days after the birth of using a hairpin stabbed the uh, baby in the brain. Uh, oh my God. But, uh, so, and get this. I hurt. Yes. Yeah. She's so gross. This this is demented beyond. I think this is all from a head injury, or she was just like this. What we're talking about nature and nurture. Fucked up. I don't think this is just a head injury. I think she was born fucked up. 
Yes. Like it's the both. Right. The both. The both. <laughs> I think that. I, um, yeah, I think the head injury okay, and the and everything else uh, just added to it. Yeah, compiled the Her craziness, the psychosis, sociopathy. whatever. Yeah, sociopathic. Acquired sociopathy makes it sound like it was something that she that happened to her. You can't tell me that kind of crazy wasn't inherent. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm pouring wine. Split it between. Eva, don't chug it all at once. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bottle. Nom, nom, nom. Anyways. <laughs> Alrighty. I, I'm sorry because I have to drink some wine right now talking about hairpins and child's brains. So, like I was talking about, she likely killed her own newborn granddaughter, exhausted from labor and groggy from ether, because I right, ether back, back then. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malvina thought she saw her visiting mother stick a hat pin into the baby's head. When she asked her husband and sister for clarification, they said Nanny had told them the baby was dead, and they noticed that she was holding a pin. The doctors, however, could couldn't give a positive explanation what yeah so she thought hell? it was just like a she was groggy from ether and that 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 didn't actually happen yeah oh my and god and then she wakes up from oh. this ether dream and her baby is actually dead oh can you imagine that no. that is a nightmare and um, your own mother your own mother it. your own grandchild no your own no grandbaby nope just born and what was her reasoning for that there's no reason she was sick in the head Definitely sick sick in the head. So the grieving parents, they drift apart and Malvina started dating a soldier. Nanny disapproved of him. And while Malvina was visiting her father after a particularly nasty fight with her mother, her son Robert died mysteriously under Nanny's care on July 7th, 1945. Of course. And then the death was diagnosed as asphyxia from an unknown cause. And two months later, Nanny collected... $500 $500 of life insurance she had taken out on her grandson, There you Robert. have it. Yeah. Money. Why would she take out a life insurance policy on her grandson? But remember earlier it said that she got paid for her kids oh, after yeah. they died too. Yeah. So she was taking out insurance policies on everyone. Left and right. Mm-hmm. That's sick though. That's uh-huh. sick. What a price. Obviously she has no kind of feelings, no kind of remorse no kind of you know what empathy. where where is that on her frontal lobe it was that's it's where gone. she got yeah and that got damaged i guess right so she has no kind of empathy no I, that i don't understand at all three months after the death of her grandson her husband frank harrelson suddenly gets ill and dies within a week <laughs> wait insurance policy i'm pretty sure <laughs> After an evening of particularly heavy drinking, he raped Nanny. Oh, damn. The next day, she discovered... And I guess this was the end of World War II. And so, like, everybody was drinking. And I guess this it was this night um, after the they had announced that it was over. The next day, she discovered Harrelson's corn whiskey jar buried in the ground as she tended her rose garden. <laughs> the rape had been... The last straw for her. I, I'm sure, like, it didn't... It wouldn't have even mattered. Exactly. He was a goner for no reason. Exactly. She took the jar and topped it off with rat poison. Harrelson died a painful death that evening. Of course he did. 
Um, and of course, Nanny used the insurance money to buy 10 acres of land <laughs> oh and build a small God. house herself outside Jacksonville. All right, on to husband number three. And we'll get past him in a minute. <laughs> she is racking them up. Yep. That's how she makes her living. Apparently. But that's, ugh. I, I don't know. Mm-mm. I'm just stuck on the baby. I'm stuck on the baby, her grandchildren, her I know, grandbabies. But, but hold on. What's going on? Like, where are the ghost stories that go along with that yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. I should. I didn't right? even look up any. I should. I, but I, should. I wonder if there are any. We should do a follow-up. Okay, let's do that. I'm going to yeah, write it down. You can do the follow-up on that one, right? Find out if there's any kind of ghost story. If there's associated. a ghost story, you do the ghost story on that one. No? Okay. Don't I'll you do want that. to? I do. There's something I definitely wanted. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be a great idea because I wonder about those stories. Like the one that you told last time. Like, do people talk about like the haunting of... There's got to be something. Right. Well, and Bonnie and Clyde, apparently, they apparently like their car that they were taken down in is apparently haunted and they talk about even Wyatt Earp and Tombstone like I so want to go to Tombstone and do a podcast because there's all those they say they haunt Tombstone so why wouldn't she be haunting something she's dark she's nasty I don't want to say the word she I don't know yeah nasty she's a piece of work okay where was I okay we're getting to husband number three yeah she then meets and marries Arlie Lanning. Arlie. 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 <laughs> Come in. Get the pig. <laughs> you bring your mama a chicken. I said, get me a chicken. Chicken, chicken, chicken. chicken. Oh my god. All right. Are we going to chase away our listeners? What? That's all I can think of is that old lady from Babe. <laughs> I totally forget about all these kids' shows or movies right. until she starts bringing them up. And I'm like, she's... <laughs> our kids are all adults. So right. I Every love once it. in a while, be gifted with the memory, but. I love it. Maybe we should have you guest host on Skype or something. Oh, that would be fun. And then oh. we'll actually be able to hear you because I don't know how much our listeners are going to be able to hear of your commentary, but <laughs> she's like, actually pretty funny. You guys look crazy. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> listen. So I have to say the cutest thing is your daughter, Jordan. I went in and she was watching uh, her little tablet and I'm like, what are you watching? And she's like, oh, a shower movie. And I noticed it wasn't a cartoon. It's like a play. Oh, okay. And it was like about a Shrek. Because I go, oh, you're watching Shrek. Ah. And she's like, no. No, she's obsessed with Shrek Live. That's on Netflix. Like, Shrek got put in and made into like a stage show, like a play. Yeah. And she loves it. And it's so weird. Really? Yeah. She's, it looks pretty cool. It's sophisticated she loves it. for a little girl. She looks like she she's loves an old it. soul. She really is. She is. <laughs> she is. Yeah. You should <laughs> have a conversation with her one of these days. <laughs> she seems like it. <laughs> she is a character. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. We had a whole conversation when we went to go drop off Joe and uh, get pizza. It was... <laughs> She's like, so let's talk about what I'm going to wear to the baby shower tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I have two shoe options. <laughs> My boots. <laughs> My boots and something My else, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> and then I interrupted her and was talking about something, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, okay, let's get back to my outfit. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> so 
was like, okay. You don't understand. It's all about me. I put a lot of thought into this. She's like, I need you to tell. I need, I need confidence. Yes. Uh, right? Like, I, I plan on, like, wowing the crowd with this. That's adorable. She's yeah. super cute. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a busy weekend between Bianca and them coming in, and um, tomorrow um, we're having my daughter's boyfriend's grandma and mom over, and then my sister's baby shower is on Sunday, so it's gonna boom 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 boom. Such a great weekend, and we're doing podcasts tonight. (laughs) I didn't know your sister was pregnant. What? No, I thought we talked about this. No, wait, we did. We had this conversation. We had this conversation the last time, but you said the exact same thing. What? You've always but last time it was true. <laughs> what? What did I say? You said, I didn't know your sister was pregnant because oh. I brought it up casually and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're like, how drunk was I? Yeah. I don't remember if I? it was last episode. It was probably in between in our little breaks. God, I need, I am not kidding. My age, I am forgetting shit. <laughs> By crazy. <laughs> I have to put so much stuff in my phone, it's pathetic. But oh. even Allie, I'll say things and I'm like, I I can't remember what happened yesterday half the time. Oh yeah, I see your oh. note. <laughs> That's me. What? Yeah. Just graduate? Just graduated. Oh, congratulations. Wow, that's something to be proud of. All right, go. I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't know where I was. This is what we do. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're all over the place. Okay, we were talking about Arlie. Arlie? Arlie! Oh, yeah, that's what we were. (laughs) We were on a weird tangent. That's right. That's right. Arlie doesn't last very long. Um, He mysteriously dies in Lexington, North Carolina in 1952. Mysteriously. Later, in January 1953... Her mother passes while Nanny is caring for her because of her broken hip. Of course she does. She oh, she died from a broken hip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, two of her sisters. Feel this is what, remember, let's go back to the beginning when I said, you don't want to be her relative. Right. Her sisters mysteriously pass away. They're in separate towns, but they have contact with her. Each time after one of them has contact with her in some way, shape or form, they also die in 1953. What? Her mom... What? Her sister, <laughs> both her sisters, and they die from the same mysterious symptoms of stomach cramps and convulsions, which, you know, sounds like poison. She knows how to use whatever it is, rat poison or arsenic whatever concoction, or arsenic. Or yeah, well, and then the fact that it seems like this is like in all in different towns, all in different, like how, everything's... Wait, how ma- is she not getting caught? Exactly. That's what I'm just like, but... Notice there's some in North Carolina, Alabama, like Even they're all so, over the place. You can't tell me that somebody isn't catching on to this. I'm sure there's rumors in her in her family. In media, what? not like the 20s. No, 50s. This is, well, this is 50. Yeah, 1953. Yeah. Oh, the first ones was so in they the started 20s. in the 20s. Okay. Yeah, they started in the 20s. So this yeah. Is, so by the 50s, there should be a little. She's yeah. a murderer. <laughs> All these people that just, especially after these, well, one, two, three. Because when was Bonnie and Clyde? Were they too consumed with Bonnie and, Bonnie and Clyde that, that they could like look at her? That was in the 1930s? Was it the 1930s? I mean, if they were, if they had the wherewithal to go after Bonnie and Clyde, why couldn't they catch somebody like her? 
Exactly. I don't see it doesn't make well, any sense. Well, because they were more violent. They were I guess more, they like, were more. I mean, out they were there. using guns and yeah, holding, but I still robbing. think somebody Hers was are a, more like low key. Silent. I mean, people were silent kill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe silent. it was harder for them to track the arsenic right. because it, I mean, some of those poisons, like even antifreeze, was a lot hard to find for a long time. I don't right. know if they can now, but. Hey, crazy bitches were killing their dudes with that for a while. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, I. The method of choice for a lot of women serial killers. Yeah. yeah. In 1953, husband number four, Richard Morton, also passes away mysteriously. Wait, I'm shocked. Hold on. Four. <laughs> but it's this three is my husbands. Shocked face. Three husbands are dead. Two children. Her one mom, husband sisters, has gotten away. One husband has gotten away. And one daughter. Daughters. Oh, two daughters. Yeah, two daughters. Oh, okay. Because remember the one the husband takes oh, away? Oh, yes, and yes. He has one. two daughters now. Yep. He has the oldest and the youngest now, right. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody else around is dying. Exactly. They are lucky. And they're all like close. Cl- blah, blah, blah. They're all close relatives. Those three are lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. I mean... At least he followed his gut instinct and said, all right, I'm out of here. And I'm taking one, one daughter. One. <laughs> I'll be back for the other when it's needed. When she gets abandoned in the house. <laughs> right, right. And she's sitting in her own feces. Right. Oh, oh, God. Poor I can only imagine what yeah. it looked like in an abandoned house. Right. What it must have looked like yeah. in back. Alabama. Or where was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. was Blue it Mountain. Alabama? Yeah. Blue yeah. Mountain, Alabama. Yeah. Ick. Yeah. All right. So, all right. We already talked about Richard Morton, number four. Nanny married her fifth husband and her last husband, Samuel Doss, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, during 1954. See, I'm telling you, she's like all over the One place. The yeah. Doss, yeah, because it's like 1952, Well, she's got to make a living, girl. It's like yeah. she doesn't even let... <laughs> them get cold in their grave <laughs> exactly. she's moving on to the hello she does like uh oh I do something okay did that work yeah. yeah sorry I think it was still recording but we just couldn't hear ourselves <laughs> I'm like That's why can't I hear weird. myself <laughs> <laughs> so fifth and last husband Samuel Doss Tulsa Oklahoma 1954 Doss was a Nazarene minister who had lost his family to a tornado in Madison County Arkansas and by all accounts he was a good man compared to what she had been used to he didn't beat her he didn't rape her he's a good man he's a good man he did he didn't run away no not he yet. wasn't scared not yet he didn't have time to get scared oh jeez. um <laughs> <laughs> Samuel disapproved of the romance novels and the stories his wife adored. He led a regimented life and expected the same of his new bride. No romance novels or love stories on television were permitted, and bedtime was strictly at 9.30 p.m. All right. He sounds like a dick. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to say it. He's a minister. Uh, (laughs) He also kept tight reins on his money. So she leaves him, what? but he asks her to come back, agreeing to sign her onto his checking account, which, you know, proves to be fatal. So in just a few weeks, um, in late September, so, so just a few weeks later in September, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. I'm shocked. 
The hospital diagnosed a severe digestive tract infection. He was treated and released on October 5th. <gasps> he survived. Oh, my God. I bet she's freaking out. Oh, she's too stupid to freak out. Wait, because she didn't expect for him she to survive. She didn't get no you know learning. Oh, remember that I know things. I know she did she just didn't know that she should not have tried to go at her husband a second time. Oh damn. Um apparently his doctor was suspicious. Apparently. apparently his do- okay. I'm really his mind is really, really, really going to my frontal lobe. Apparently, her husband. I have developed a droll. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Apparently. So So this proves to be uh, Nanny's downfall. She gets a little cocky. He sounds like he's her challenge. Yeah, she gets a little cocky. And, okay, so I was telling you, the doctor is suspicious. Oh, and we have somebody who actually has a brain about all this. Yeah. The doctor's already suspicious when he's in the hospital the first time. Mm. Um, so because the second time is a charm, and she was in a hurry to collect on his insurance policy. Holy hell. She does it again. Yeah. So as soon as he gave her, put her on Oh, the on checkbook. A, uh, yeah. Then and, she's like, and then she's, now you must die. And then she talked him into creating insurance policies. And so she, her foot, she, his... Demise oh. was already written. My gosh. Th- this is the best movie I've seen in a long time. I know. Why don't Thanks, they make Alma. a Nanny Doss movie? Well, why didn't Throw Mama from the Train. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that move, the one we did last time, they haven't made a movie of. I, I mean, Hollywood, where are you? There's not enough women serial killer movies out there. You know what? They keep repeating the same kind of movies, and then there's all this kind of material. This is super interesting yes. to me. I love period mo- period movies anyways. Yeah. We were talking about that before. Not period. period, period. <laughs> my I, daughter, period. I like movies, period. <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter said I was, I was, uh, I was doing something. Was I doing the Queen Mary? It was yes. I like doing the Queen Mary. Were you doing <laughs> it was Queen right? Mary? I don't know. But my daughter, so they said something about her wearing, uh, seeing a woman. No, it was the Whaley House. Oh, okay. Seeing a woman wearing period clothing. Yeah. What's doing that? I'm just holding this like this. Okay. Maybe that was it's... weird. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there was my daughter said, what do you mean period clothing? And I said, wait, wait. <laughs> Do you mean like when you're on your period, Allie? Is that what you're thinking? And she's like, yes. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, it's when that period of time's clothing. 1920. She thought when you're on your period. period. You know, that underwear, those pants. Confusion. So can I. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So that evening on his first night home, she cooked some cooked meal um, with some arsenic and several hours later <laughs> samuel doss is dead 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 got a little extra rat poisoning in his yeah. food yep extra loving tender loving care uh-huh. um the obligatory at- autopsy revealed enough arsenic to kill 20 men there you go <gasps> so 
So she wanted to make sure that she, this time she got it right. She's like, no, motherfucker, you're dying this time. Tonight you're dying. Tonight you are dead. <laughs> Tell me this You're is, not coming back from this one. <laughs> Tell me this is how she gets caught, though. This is how she gets uh, caught. Okay. Confronted with the evidence of guilt, Nanny Doss issued a confession because the doctor was like, this, no. There's no way. Yeah, he convinces her to do an autopsy saying, you know, this could save other people's lives, blah, blah, oh. blah. And because she didn't get no learning, she didn't object to it. <laughs> so. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's, it's not me. And I think it's a hair. But I oh, find there's no, there ain't no hair on you. Oh, maybe it's Nan. What? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> she is the last. I'm not gonna drink the rest of my wine now. Um, <laughs> anyways, you are still feeling. Nanny Doss issued confession. touching you, because that. Hold on. When spirit touches you, it feels. It does feel like that. Like you have a hair on you or sometimes like you have a bug on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, feel and you, and you keep on trying <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing. And usually there's I've gotten not, it. I'm telling you, there's not. Even when I go like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like now, but like. It's just. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I'm sitting here trying to whisper. I, I, I'm sitting here trying to. <laughs> Oh my god, we are a mess right now. Oh my god. Yes, I am very close to the microphone. Oh my god. Because I can't hear myself. All right, now I'm definitely too close to the microphone. All right, so confronted with the evidence of her guilt, Nanny Doss issued a confession um, spanning three decades and at least 10 murders, drawing a term of life imprisonment. For the Tulsa case in 1955, she served 10 years before succumbing to leukemia in oh. 1965. Here we go. Another karma. Yep. Um, Doss confessed to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. The state of Oklahoma centered its case only on Samuel Doss. Nanny Doss was protected or prosecuted by J. Howard Edmondson, who later became governor of Oklahoma. She pled guilty on May 17, 1955, and was sentenced to life imprisonment. The state did not pursue the death penalty due to her gender. Oh, yeah, they did that back then. Women. If anybody deserved it, it was her. Doss was never charged with the other deaths. Despite the fact that she had perpetrated these horrible murders on family members, she reveled in the limelight and often joked and giggled about her dead husbands and the <gasps> methods she used to kill them, such as the sweet potato pie she laced with arsenic. This is how she received the nickname of the giggling granny. Oh my Next God. time I come over, I'm going to like bring a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just want to make a pie. Yeah. So that is the story of that the giggling was granny, so good. Nanny Doss. That was a good one. She was a piece of work. Crazy. It's crazy that she was able to go that far and kill that many people and get away with it. I know. Over three decades. Three decades. That's insane to me. So many people closely related to her and she's like. Your own grandchild. Your own children. Two of her grandchildren. Freaking crazy. And now she's touching her. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Stop it. Stop. I'm here. I'm teasing. Hi. 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 All right, guys. Well, that was our show tonight. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to, 
you want to plug your your page again oh if you want to get a hold of me you can go to psychic medium carlene higgins and that's at facebook or you can email me at carlene c-a-r-l-e-n-e dot spirit at yahoo.com and you can also um find us on instagram tipsy tales podcast on instagram and facebook tipsy tales podcast and also you can email us if you know if you want to comment on the show or if you have any stories that you'd like us to talk about um you know i was just thinking of that yeah like come on tell us what you want to hear yeah we'll 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 definitely do it and we'll give you credit for it you can email us at tipsy underscore tales at yahoo.com thank you bianca for being so patient hey bianca Bianca. thank you for letting me sit in and and observe the madness it was awesome (laughs) bianca's adorable yes she is i love her i love her and she's we're gonna go visit her when we go out there we are yes We'll have to pick I her know. up. I invited She'll meet myself. us on our trek northward. You guys just pick me up on the way. I totally invited myself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She's my new friend. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm Mama. I'm Carlene. Oh, I'm Bianca. <laughs> That's Tippy Tales. Good night. Good night. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Biscata, artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.